And it's what are you doing to prepare yourself along the way so that when God pulls back the curtain, you're ready to enter your production. You're ready from scene one, from the first word that comes out in the next level or the next production of your life. Does that make sense? And I apologize for the break in the podcast here. This is a continuation of what happens when God pulls back the curtain. I think I just went over time. (laughs) But that's what it comes down to. It's that level of preparation. There's only two reasons why you don't have what you want. Either you're not ready or it's not ready. As Pastor Ford told me many years ago. So get ready. 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 When you align yourself and when you are ready, that's when the lessons, that's when the revelations come to you. That's when the right people show up. That's when the resources come to you. But nothing happens by your just sitting still and wishing that it's going to fall down from the sky. Like... (laughs) You want a ha- you want a husband? <laughs> You're just like it's raining men. Hallelujah! <laughs> That's not going to happen like that. Does that mean that you necessarily go on the prowl for a man? No. What that actually means is you become the type of partner you want to attract. So if you're looking to have a husband or a wife who is faithful and devoted and committed to your marriage, to your vows, and and functioning together as a functional unit and moving forward with the mission for what is now your family, you have to become the partner who can handle that person. If you're looking to have this high-level partner, but you're not growing, and by growth I don't necessarily mean academia, because perhaps you're going to end up with somebody who is, you know, very learned and academically accomplished, and perhaps you have more life skill. It comes back to education and grooming of yourself on on the character front first. You can always go out and acquire more knowledge. But the fundamental crust, the fundamental foundation, the fundamental core, the roots of who you are together as a couple, you have to be congruent. If you are unequal in how you view the world or your responsibilities in the world or how much you give or your positions like how integrated is God in your life that's going to be the big one in my experience if you're looking to have that partner who is loving and respectful and devoted and can be present with you has a vision for the future Hold you down when you need to be anchored, lifts you up, 
all of those things, not to complete you, but who is, if you're a woman, you're his rib or gentleman. She's, she's your rib. That's who you're looking for. If you don't have somebody who has a strong faith backing or you're unequal or un, we call it unequally yoked, one person is farther down in their faith journey than the other one. Typically, when you come back to the root of how conflict is first and foremost prevented and then managed and resolved, and then we move into forgiveness and reconciliation of the relationship, how somebody does that who is strongly tied in with God is far different than somebody who is not at the core. There's always going to be surface ways that some people can operate, but when the rubber meets the road at the core, that's who you have to know. I've got a lot of people who come through following divorce or in transition through divorce or before divorce. They're just responding to symptoms now, but at the root they were unequally yoked from the beginning when they say, oh, I married the wrong person. It's not just because of these particular little things that they do. You go deeper and you may see that somebody's moral compass is not even set appropriately. And perhaps you didn't see it or you didn't pay attention or you refused to acknowledge those things because you were worried about a time clock or everybody was getting married or you were caught up in the moment. But, you know, everybody has the stories that they tell one another or tell themselves. And then years go by, life happens, you grow apart rather than together. I mean, you know how, I mean, it's a very like predictable cycle how this goes about. That's another reason why I bring that strong faith backing into my coaching because I don't necessarily consider myself to be a relationship coach. It definitely is leadership and life coaching. But I have to be sure as the coach that I have a due north for you to set. Like, what's the frame of reference? I'm not going to have you coach in common culture and turn you into a bitter or resentful person who hates everybody from the opposite sex and agrees with you and says, you know what, they can't be trusted, this, that, and the other. That's not what I believe. I believe in love. Well, where do we get the example of love? Love is not infatuation. Where is love? Love is straight up in the Bible. It's patient. It's kind. It's the whole thing that you read about or you hear about at the wedding. But that becomes part of your preparatory process for whatever it is that you want. And you go back to that pie of life. What are my goals? What is it that I want? I want to have a loving and thriving marriage. Ho ho. I want to have strong, powerful relationships. I want to be a strong steward of my finances. I want to be more disciplined in the area of health and fitness because it's the vehicle for my life. And I know to be, you know, my best self, I need to be able to show up because I'm going to have to put in work during the preparatory phase to get where it is that I want to go, even if the goal is not health and fitness related. You see how this all ties together? It's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. 
but it always falls back on your shoulders to have that eureka moment, that Houston, we have a problem moment. And then stepping up into your power and leading yourself down the path that's going to get you the results that you seek. Even if you think that you're far gone, even if you have effed up numerous times, even if you think, I can't even imagine this thing seems so impossible, like the mental leap that you have to take to move from who you are now to who you want to become so that you can start making decisions, not just from a place of peace and power, but decisions as though you are the person who's in possession of that goal or that thing already. You learn how to do that during your preparatory phase. And oftentimes, whatever that lid is on your project, on your mission, on whatever, you know, the goal is, it merely is one little thing, one little thread. It's it's you standing in your own way, really what it is. Whether you can't see the forest through the trees because your brain is on overload, whether it's your ego, which is preventing you from just, you know, lifting that lid up and looking stupid for a little while, admitting your faults, coming forth with a humble heart, correcting, course correcting where need be, but then coming through like a freaking like Mr. Plow, boom, we're going to make this thing bigger and better. I'm scooping all this shit out of the way. We are handling this. We're not covering it up. We are blasting through because I have 100% faith that when I do this, I don't know what's on the other side or I do know what's on the other side. I can see it. This pile of shit keeps on following me around. This self-shame, this terrible habit, whatever it is, And until you master it, that test will continue to perpetuate and it's going to show up in every single area of your life. And that's the purpose of personal development coaching. It's to shape you, I believe, and to develop you into the person that God made you to be from the beginning that you didn't even know. He was shaping you in a particular direction until he pulls that curtain back. Is that not the most exciting thing? Our vision of our lives is so small compared to what God has in store for you. So this morning, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning. I usually wake up around 3. I don't need an alarm Um, Unless I've been up really late the night before. But for the most part, I wake up naturally by 3 o'clock in the morning. And this morning I woke up at 2. And I was awake. I was actually ready to begin my day. So, you know, I did the whole like bulk cooking thing and, you know, read a little bit and, you know, put up some posts on, on Facebook and Instagram. And I always check in with God in the beginning part of my day. And I always ask him, how do you want to use me today? And sometimes he'll tell me immediately, I want you to call your ma or I want you to handle your finances. Like he'll do things like he's, me and God are pretty close right now (laughs) In in case you didn't tell. And when you groom that relationship, he will, he will start to respond to you very, very fast. He's not going to take you down this path where you have to try to 
flip and figure it out. You will become so in tune with what he wants you to do. It's, it's awesome. That's what I'm going to say. So this morning, I said to him, how do you want to use me today? And there was a little bit of a pause. And, you know, I flitted to the next thing that I was cooking. And I was like, okay, well, what is it that I have to do today? I want to start marketing. I want to be better at marketing. Okay, well, how do I do that? Well, you got to do it. Okay, you have resources. You know people. You have different coaches. Just get out there and do it. Okay, fine. So I was driving and then all of a sudden I had this idea about, or no, I was eating breakfast and I thought to myself, holy shit, that goal that I had to be the best practitioner, regardless of licensure, it has become, it has come full circle. Like this is no joke now. What do I want you to do? I want you to go out there. I want you to be that coach that speaker, that consultant. I want you to be the best practitioner. I want when people come to you, you know what the F to do. That's what I want. I think he swore when he told me this. And so then it like, it was kind of like my mind was like a Rolodex. And all of a sudden I realized my goal as the flight nurse was to become the best practitioner regardless of licensure. But it was within such a narrow scope. It was to be the medical practitioner. And then how you command your emotionality and how you communicate and build your teams. Like I had that shuttled underneath that, that goal. But God's vision was so much bigger. I didn't just want you to be the best practitioner in a nursing capacity. I re- made the realization this morning that... Your goals that you're working on are like a speck. That's like one grain of sand on the beach compared like the beach is God's vision for your life. And your goal that you thought was so big and so giant is one piece of sand on that whole entire thing. For real, that's what it's like. Or it's like one drop of water in the ocean. The ocean is God's view, God's purpose for your life. And your big goal, oh, this is such a big thing, is one drop in the ocean. And it's so humbling. You're like, oh my gosh. And so I've got something for you. As we get ready to close out this program, I hope that I've delivered a lot of value to you today. This was honestly, this, whatever I said, this was so unscripted, this this came through my heart, but it, it's God speaking through me. So that's all that I can say. Whatever value you have received, <laughs> all the glory goes to God. I'm merely just the instrument. It's just moments of realization this morning that I get so freaking choked up about because I can't even believe it sometimes. It's crazy that every bad thing that you have ever gone through, I promise you, Keep moving forward because it gets better. And not only does it get better, it gets magnificent. I promise. But when I was in the preparatory phase to become the flight nurse, and I was at the time, okay, focusing on that one, (laughs) the one grain of sand, which was my goal, or in the pie of life, 
Okay, the cherry pie, you got all the cherries in there. I was focusing on one cherry in that whole entire pie. That was to become the best, pre- that was just to become a flight nurse. I take that back. That was to become a flight nurse. I thought that I was, you know, getting lit to, to be that. That was like the ultimate thing. And every day, and I didn't know when I was going to be hired. I was pretty confident. I, you know what, I decided I was going to be. For me, it was not if, it was actually when. I knew that I did the work. I was confident in that. And it was just a matter of when the opportunity came up because you were invited into the program. They didn't post it as a job position. It was very, very much who you knew within there and then obviously your, your capabilities in terms of scope of practice and clinical knowledge and expertise, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so there was that. But there was this whole time period where I didn't know when the opportunity was going to come. And when the first opportunity came, if you've never listened to any of my podcasts, I actually got fired from that job twice. <laughs> And then called back a third time. <laughs> now the reason I got, the reason I got fired those times was because I. <laughs> you know what? When God wants you somewhere, He'll make sure that you get there. Okay. <laughs> It's funny now. It was not funny at the time. The reason I got fired was because I spoke up about safety issues. That was the fundamental issue that I didn't go with the flow. And I was the one to speak up and be exactly what I committed myself to being as a nurse, which is somebody who advocates for others when they are unable to advocate for themselves. And at the time, it was, it was functions of safety in and around the program and in and around um, some like the emergency room and things like that. And it, I didn't follow chain of commands. I just went out on a limb and just pff, like dropped the bomb. This is what we're dealing with here, thinking this is, this, this is a problem. Houston, we have a problem here. And it wasn't championed. It was like this nurse, like she is, she's, I think they perceive me as being, they, I was unpolitically correct. That's what it was. And so whatever. So I got fired from the program twice. I was invited back for the third time. And then for another podcast, I'll tell you what happened with that third tour with them, which was 10 years ago this month, by the way, it has to do with intuition, but also safety. But anyway, while I was in these periods of preparation, specifically in between my first and second tour with Lifestar, so it was somewhere in between the year like 2000, 2001, and then 2006, I didn't know when I was going to be back at that program and it was eating me alive. And my mom gave me a prayer. It's called the Prayer of Jabez. And um, I would say this prayer every single day on the way to work. Okay, so what I'm going to do, if it's all right with you, I'd like to share this prayer with you and get in the habit of, of saying it. And f- sometimes from the beginning, it doesn't always make a lot of sense. But when you get in the habit of saying it, you're going to start to understand what it means. Okay, so the prayer of Jabez it, there's actually books on it. I I love this prayer. Anyway, so it starts out like this. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. 
And by indeed, there's a, an apost- there's a, a, a exclamation mark after it. So that means indeed, like, I, I, like, yes, like emphatic. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me, keep me from all evil, and let me do no harm. Now, the only reason I'm getting choked up was because when I got invited into that program for the second time, okay, and was actually then taking flights, my very first flight, I was in the front with our pilot, who I believe was the beloved Dion Santi. Dion, if you're listening, love you. Rock and roll hands. <laughs> and um, I remember when we went up for the first time, we were still based at Loyola. And if you've ever gone up in the helicopter, uh, we were in a BK-117, so it may be different from some of the others, but you go up first, and then when you go forward, like the nose of the aircraft is down a little bit and the tail is up. Well, at Loyola, when you go up, there's a there's actually a forest preserve across the street and there's some, you know, a lot of like mature trees because it's older neighborhoods. And I, I'm telling you, I will never forget that moment when I went up. We went up and all of a sudden <laughs> it occurred to me that my territory had actually expanded, that I was no longer confined to clinical practitionership on the ground. I had been granted airspace. And it was a very overwhelming moment for me. So when God pulls back the curtain for the next station of life, which for me now is to be the best practitioner as the coach, I have been granted new airspace, one of which is this podcast, (laughs) the second of which is YouTube. The third of which is Instagram. The fourth of which is Facebook. Not to mention (laughs) the different avenues that you can go door knocking and all the other opportunities that come along with it. But what I'm here to tell you is that when you are intentional about your goals and intentional about what it is that you are asking God to give you, you must be expectant that he will not only provide. He will deliver. He will actually over deliver. Why? Because his word can be trusted. Okay. He will promise and over deliver just like you hope to do in your business. All right. You under promise and over deliver and God promises and he always over delivers. And I promise you wherever he is taking you, that's why you have to stay tied up in faith with him all the time. He's going to take you through places where you can't even see where you're going. He's going to take you through places where you're like, what the F am I doing here? He's going to take you through places that are going to challenge your patience, challenge your, your strength and your courage and your leadership abilities. And he's going, to, he's going to take you to the edges where you feel like you're going to break. And sometimes you do for the purpose that you come back to him so that he can pick you up and walk with you to your next station as he elevates you then and brings you to what is essentially your new territory. I thank you for being on today's podcast. And if there is anything, again, that I can do to be of service to you, your family, your agency, please contact me directly. You can contact me via my website, 
which is transformationgold.org. Again, this is Nicole DeVincentis. God bless you. Make it a great day, and we'll catch you next time.